Guten Tag, friends. Hello. Welcome back to Killer Track. We bring you tunes and terror. And my name is Amelia. And my name's Alec. Now, Alec, this is a very special episode today. So, what is what have we got in the pan? What's brewing? So, what we've got <laughs> on on the on the brew uh, in the teapot, uh, we've got uh, Antebellum, um, which is not due out until the first of April in the UK. Yes. But we were very lucky to um, receive a link from Lionsgate to watch this film ahead of schedule in the UK. So massive, massive thank you to Lionsgate for allowing us that cheeky access. Yeah, it's very very nice of them to give us an opportunity to cover something that is yet to be released. Yes, so massive thank you to Lionsgate and also a massive thank you to Sonia. You know who you are. Thank you so much. Um, this is this is a really awesome thing that we're doing for Killer Track. Yeah, and big time. Loads more exciting things to come, but yeah, it was very awesome. It was also a very cool feeling logging on and seeing my, well, I won't go into it, but you know, it's you feel very special when you get that link and you're like, oh dear, yeah. oh my. You're like, oh, this is cool. Like, it, And it's, you know, it's it's really nice to be doing something kind of ahead of time as well, like yeah. rather than covering something off that's happened before. That's it. So Antebellum came out in the US in September of last year. Yeah. So like Alex said, it's out the 1st of April for us UK humans. That's it. Um, so... We both went into this film quite blind. I'd seen people, uh, my kind of US horror fam on Instagram talking about this film. So I I looked at it a little bit. I knew it was starring Janelle Monae, um, but I didn't know too much about it. And I think I told you about it. And since we've watched the film, we've realized that what I gathered was happening in the film actually wasn't right. Yeah, so um, I I went in pretty much completely blind yeah. like I, I haven't even before we viewed it i'd never even seen the trailer mm. oh, um yeah. and uh the only thing i think that i'd seen of it was like doing a little bit of a read up you told me a little bit about it that kind of stuff yeah the wrong plot <laughs> what was happening <laughs> yeah. yeah and and yeah it was uh yeah that's so that's what we're going to be getting into today mm. but to uh to brief our listeners um this is not going to feature any spoilers in this episode no so there is a twist at the end and we won't be revealing what the twist is because like we've said many a time many a time on killer track we want you to go out and watch the film and with this film we've got a lot to say yeah um to take what we're saying with a pinch of salt because inevitably we want you to go out and Form your own opinion. See what you think. But um, I've <laughs> I got some strong feelings about this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I think it's worth calling out for those of you that are listening that don't know Antebellum. Mm, yes. Just to put a trigger warning at the beginning of this episode before we get into it. Yes. In any kind of detail. Massive, massive, massive trigger warning. I'll get into it. I'll get into it a little bit more. But we're going to be talking about depictions of slavery. Yeah. Um, we're going to be talking about violence towards slaves. Yeah. Um, we're going to be talking about R. I'm sure yeah. people know what that means. Um, and just 
nastiness. Yeah. <laughs> really. Um, so, yeah, trigger warning if you're not into that stuff. We've got a plethora of other things you can listen to, but this might not be the episode for you. Yeah. Yes. So, do you want to run us through uh, what the plot was for this film? Better yet, right, I'm going to read you the um, the plot okay. that comes up on Google okay. when you look for this film. Okay. And, um, <laughs> and then we'll talk about it, if you'd like. <laughs> yeah. How does, how does that sound? Sounds great. <laughs> okay, so <clears throat> I need my proper voice. <clears throat> yes. Successful author Veronica Henley is finishing a book tour before she returns to her home and her husband and her daughter. But a shocking turn of events is about to append Veronica's existence, plunging her into a horrifying reality that forces her to confront her past, present and future before it's too late. Before it's too late. Before it's too late. Before it is too late. Yeah. It, do, it just doesn't make any sense. I I'm, I don't understand. I think having watched the film as well, it yeah. makes... it. I kind of feel like the uh, the version of that plot is like trying to be like, ooh, like about what, what's coming. Mm. It's sort of like alluding to like, you know, the potential outcome of the film, but without actually right. telling you. But, but at the same time, it's like... She needs to confront her past, present, and future, and you're what? like, um, sure, okay, <laughs> um, yeah, whatever, kid, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and yeah, like as we get into this film, mm. um, and and go through some of like the key points and the characters and stuff like that, yeah, um, yeah, it, I think straight off the bat, what we could say when we when we open that link and went into the film, mm. especially after gauging that plot mm-hmm. and and understanding. Like, now that we know what we know, where that plot is putting us in the in the timeline of the film... Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it It's miles away from the start. I don't understand. Yeah. Like, I think... Um, again, we'll get into it a little bit more, but just so you're aware, um, this film is, um, is a horror-slash-thriller film, yeah. which... I don't agree with. Neither do I. Um, but that's the that's that's yeah. it is what it is. Yeah, and that, and that's fair enough. Like that's fair enough. That's just our kind mm. of like personal just, feeling. Yeah, so. th- this whole thing is gonna stink of opinions, kids. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just Fun- our opinion. Funnily enough, this will represent the opinions of Killer Track. <laughs> exactly, Maluli. <laughs> um, so yeah, that is. Um, the kind of plot that's out there for the world to see. Yeah. Do you want to give a... Should we try to give our own plot? We can just piece it together together? Well, together together. I think I think rather than like our own plot per se, I think yeah. we'll just go through what like what, what we're introduced to in the film. Okay. Like in that beginning kind of key section oh of the film. Um, we were extremely confused from the yes. beginning. I think um, we we paused it uh, a couple of times 
and we're like, it, have we started halfway through? Like, what? Dude. Like, what's going on? No offence, Lion Gate, but I thought, oh, they sent us the film at the bloody, at the bloody middle. You know what I mean? <laughs> I thought, like, what's going on? Yeah. Um, we, yeah, we were very confused. Yeah. I, yeah, we paused it and I was like, oh, I think I've done something wrong. Maybe I played it halfway through or something. Like, what is going on? Yeah. Um, shall we unpack the start? Yeah. Um, we said we wasn't going to go into spoilers, which we're not when it comes to the end of the film. But yeah, yeah. when we talk about context and padding and things like we will be delving into that, kiddies. Yeah. <laughs> Did I sound like the Crypt Keeper then? A little bit, yes. Yes, come on. <laughs> um, yeah, so the first kind of section of the film, the start. Actually, do you want to go into characters first? Nah, I, 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 I just, nah. I feel like we need to get the start of this film out of the way, like because yeah. it is, it's so, it was just such a difficult watch. Yes. Um, um, it, it's, it's, yeah. It so, the film opens mm. um, with your, you know, you're kind of in what is depicted as the uh, kind of Confederate states. In, in America, they're on a plantation and uh, there's a um, a man being separated from his wife. Yeah, the first shot is like you see the grand house and um, there's a gentleman, like Alex said, there's a gentleman in like an old school torture device that yeah. I've seen before, history books, darling. Mm. Um, and yeah, he's been separated from his wife and the wife runs off. Yeah. And the um she get well, they proceed to shoot her in the head. Well yeah. they say she says just to kill me. Yeah. Uh, sorry, just to say as well, remember me and Alec have only seen this film one Once, time. Yeah. Um so she says, but this this stuck with me. <laughs> um she says just to kill me. Mm. She's obviously a slave. And then um one of the masters kind of strokes her face and he was like he says something like don't worry dear or um, I'll be happy to oblige he I'll, says ex that's exactly what he says yeah, yeah. Uh, and then they proceed to shoot her in the head yeah and it's like um okay it, I guess we're in there now yeah it's it's a very very heavy start to the film and, and you know after that mm. uh, you're also introduced to Janelle Monet's character um, she is also a captured slave mm. um, who is being kind of held at the mercy of of like a general or something. They I never. To be. They don't. I, I think so. They they don't yeah. really say. Um, but as as well, this was another kind of traumatizing part where. Um, she gets branded yeah and i did say before it happened i was like she's gonna get branded yeah. did i not yeah which she did um uh which obviously is a hard blooming watch yeah um yeah then what happens afterwards so so this is about 10 minutes in right mm. so and, <laughs> yeah, and, this is 10 minutes yeah, in. This is 10 minutes in so we've already seen one person get shot in the head another person get put into a torture device and you know they've been separated. Then you see Janelle Monet be forced 
to be like, say your name, and she's like Eden, mm, um, mm-hmm. and and that that's uh, because she's been given a slave name. Well, well, yeah, yeah, and mm. um, and and this is ten minutes in. You're like, okay, like bloody hell, this is really intense. Mm. All right, we kind of get it now. Um, little did we know that God. this continues <laughs> for another yeah. 29 minutes. Yeah. And like and when, when I say this continues, there's basically no context as to why they're there yet. Um, no, none at all. None at all. It, uh, it also, um, you know, you, you're also introduced to another character, um, a black male character, the guy, I think he's the guy that, yeah, he's the guy that saw his... His wife get His shot. wife get killed. Yeah. Um, he is is kind of in sort of semi-introduced, uh, but again, I don't think you know his not name. Not really, no. Yeah. Not really, he's just kind of there. You yeah. start seeing more of him. Yeah. And, you know? Um, and you, you see more people get brought in and mm. all this kind of stuff. Um, and, uh, yeah, the kind of day-to-day sort of routine of the plantation if you like and sort that, of and yeah. like all of this abuse is basically just keeps getting uh thrown at you well as a viewer. yeah but when you say the kind of day-to-day runnings of the plantation mm. you see different slaves being brought in yeah. and that's kind of like a a minute or two and then it's back to the kind of like um black violence black trauma yeah. um <laughs> It, it it was incredibly hard for me especially to see all of this for over half an hour with yeah. no context. I yeah. was like, what is going on? Yeah. It was um I'd like to think everyone that's listening knows, you know, knows their history and knows about slavery. It was depictions of that with absolutely no pause button or no yeah. like foot off the gas. Yeah. Um there's also another character uh, I think her name is just looking at my notes. Um, Julia, apparently. Uh, uh-huh. Did you know that was her name? <laughs> Who is she? She is the last with the butterfly tattoo. Oh yes. So the little girl. Yes. On, oh she, yes. She quote unquote names gives her, her the name. That's it. Um, Again, another thing to point out about the research that we did about this film that I thought was. A, personally felt was very very strange yeah. is that the names eden and julia again are the names that are given to these characters as slave names Which, yeah and when you search for the characters and actors on google uh, again using good old google research uh, they're listed and again this isn't necessarily you know the filmmaker's uh, mistake or anything i don't think but um they're listed by their slave name on on the on the character sheet, which I think is uh, a big mistake. I completely agree, especially for Janelle. So when it comes to Julia, I don't know what her real name was because yeah. they didn't say that. But when it comes to Veronica, who is Janelle Monet's character, it's really bizarre on Google that they call her Eden. Yeah, it's like even we were going to more at the end of the film she goes my name is veronica yeah <laughs> so it's like she's google my name is veronica it's like why are you putting oh or this guys this um you're gonna hear me get very heated in this episode because 
<laughs> yeah, there's a lot to unpack. There's to a fair. lot to go into. Um, um, but yeah. just just to say sorry with Julia, um, she kind of comes onto the plantation, gets named Julia by a little girl, um, and she. This this is during this half an hour that me and Alec are discussing, well, talking to you about where it was just relentless. Mm. So um, it seems to make a long story short, it seems like she has a bit of. Um, she's found a companion. There's one of the soldiers that quite likes her. And um, one of the colonels oh, or whatever is like, oh, yeah, like, you know, go go away with her and, like, do your dirty thing. Like, use her how you want or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then there's a, there's a bit where you think... She, he comes in the room and she's like, oh, my gosh, like, I'm so glad to see you because he acts quite shy and coy, so you get that... You get a bit of warmth from him originally. To start off with, you think, oh, he's a nice character. And then, again, fu fully back on that gas, it's full-on abuse, yeah. full-on trauma. And it's just like, oh, my God. We're not stupid. Mm. We know our history, especially me. You're going to hear me say that a lot. Mm -hmm. But we know we know when, what went down. Yeah. And I think it is completely just shocking it, it's it's torture porn yeah. it really is torture porn and in this day and age i think to have like a relentless like coming up to 40 minutes mm -hmm. of really really violent depictions of slavery is just like oh my god mm. it is crazy I, yeah sorry go on no i was gonna say i think that the you know as i was kind of mentioning before when we got to the 10 minute mark mm. And, and, you know, we'd seen those two absolutely brutal things happen. And yeah. remember that the plot says, um, <laughs> you know, Veronica Henley is finishing a book tour. Yeah. So for the first 40 minutes of the film, Veronica Henley, as far as we are concerned, doesn't exist. Yeah. We don't know who she is. I mean, you, you kind of get the feeling that this person that is like the main protagonist, protagonist. is going to be her. Mm. But again... If you if you don't watch the trailer and you don't read about the film, go in blind like I did. Mm. I had no idea that that was the case. I had my assumptions that that was going to be the case, but um, but again, we don't know that. But yeah. at, at that ten minute mark, you're like, okay, so when is she going to be in the present day? Yeah, you know? you're kind of waiting for that and waiting for that, and we were waiting for it for, as I say, ages. A very long time. It just took a really long time to get there. Um, yeah. And, and like you said earlier, with like zero kind of context as to what was going on, we didn't know mm. when we were going to go somewhere else. There's also a bit, Julia, she also says she's pregnant. And yeah. um, this person we said that she ends up going into a room with kicks her in the stomach. So there's another really traumatising scene when they're picking cotton and she ends up bleeding yeah uh, and then you know we have given you a brief spoiler alert um then julia proceeds to lose yeah, her child trigger warning, yeah. yeah trigger warning um oh my god a trigger warning doesn't work after i said it so, yeah <laughs> we did say at the start um yeah it's it's and that again is all wrapped up in this in the start of this film that we were discussing so um after that we see um, Veronica, so our main protagonist, Janelle Monet, wake up. Yeah, yeah. Right after, uh, right after, basically like an R scene. Yes. Um, yeah. She she goes to sleep and wakes up in present day. 
and mm. then we're introduced to the actual plot in in terms mm. of like what is then going to be happening and what goes on and um the film kind of gets even weirder from there <laughs> um in like in the sense of um she's got a you know a loving husband a beautiful daughter and that kid is so cute sorry very cute and 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 an an excellent Although she hasn't got, you know, a huge amount of dialogue, um, I think that she did really, really well as a child actor. Um, yeah, she won't come like the Babadook at all. Yeah, no, no. Oh my God, I no, can't. Let's do it, no, let's do it. We yeah. are going to do the Babadook one day because I have to do it. It's just going to be me laughing for half an hour. I really don't want to do it. I just can't stand <laughs> that child actor. I watched like we've watched that film once. I never want to see it again. I've seen it more than once. I've seen the Babadook. Yeah, you have. I've seen it once, and I never want to see it again. You'll be watching it soon, uh, bud. Anyway, back to <laughs> Annabella. Antebellum, sorry. Um, Annabelle. Annabellum. Oh, God. Like the weird crossover. Oh, my God. What a film. <laughs> Annabelle mixed with Antebellum. That would that would hit weird. That would hit it? weird. That'd be really Jesus. Um, I might have to storyboard it out <laughs> to get out of my brain. Um, but, yeah, so she wakes up and um, we're kind of, we start to be introduced to her kind of alternative life or what you assume is like this alternative life of her in the present. Mm. And um, you see her going through life. Uh, she goes on like a business trip for her book tour uh, and she's promoting a book and kind of going on like a bit of a sort of social activism campaign about um, kind of patriarchal um, issues within society and uh, helping out women and stuff like that. And and one of the things that's really strange and again I, I don't know if this is just me kind of reading into it in a bit of a weird way but like mm. they the film is written in a way where um every single white person that she encounters is like um is like causing microaggressions towards her in some way or just or is is basically a racist like it's I, I, mm. and one, one of the ways i describe it is is almost like the way that they're trying to make their point about like um microaggressions and racism is like they're they're using a sledgehammer to kind of like drive in a nail do you know what i mean it's it's really kind of like hard hitting like i don't know We'll get to this more. We'll, we'll return to this at the end. But yeah. the question I was asking to you after we watched the film is, I don't know if it's like for, for or against. Well, like, I exactly. don't, I'm very confused. Is this like, is it perpetuating modern day racism or is it saying you need to second think or think again about the microaggressions you might be experiencing? Because they, they might not be like that. I'd, I'd, I'm, I'm really confused because a lot of things were happening that was quite polarizing. Yeah. And I was like, so there's microaggressions here, but then there's also very strong stereotypical things happening over there. Yeah. So I'm not really. I was like, um. Yeah. But um, I want back to what you were saying about different characters that were introduced. We're introduced to a character called Elizabeth, mm -hmm. who is um. I don't even know who she is, but she, Janelle Monae... 
Well, ends up joining. Oh, sorry. No, sorry. I, I was just going to say she is. Um, so she is basically like she gets hold of um, Veronica, so Janelle Monet's character's um, information, and like she's followed her. She knows who she is because uh, Veronica is like a, a high-profile, like she's got a PhD, like she's you know got a doctorate in kind of like social. Uh, sociology or something like that. I kind of put her together like your modern day, very intellectual and very well-read like influencer. So yeah. you see her doing these like book tours and there's like seas of people there and things like that. And she's obviously talking very eloquently. Um, so she's a known person. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this Elizabeth has a few minutes with her over Zoom, I'm guessing. It made the Skype noise. I think it was even Skype. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah. <laughs> so they're talking and it's just like, doo, 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 next up, microaggression town. Like, it's just mm. what is going on. And then Elizabeth is, if you're from the UK and you watch Dragon's Den, <laughs> You know, like Deborah Meaden when she does that thing with her nails, and she's like kind of <laughs> yeah. like a Corella Deville type yeah. thing from all our um, non non UK <laughs> listeners, like yeah. a very like mm, yeah. And I saw you peddling your wares. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what is going on? Yeah, uh, it's very like um, <laughs> and oh, is that is that your daughter? Oh yes, put the camera <laughs> on your daughter, child. Let me see her. Yeah. Oh, and I was like very southern, but also. So like if you were to draw a stick figure of like a bad guy it'll yeah, be yeah, her yeah. like you know and then the other bad guy that we're introduced to it's another kind of like draw me a bad guy he's got a mustache like Mwah. yeah oh yeah i didn't even think about that like it's almost like it's like it's almost like he's the physical he's like the physical version embodiment of a baddie yeah, and and she's like the personality yeah because like because like she's like <laughs> like on this like skype call she does actually laugh like that as yeah. well alec is not exaggerating. yeah i'm like it sounds like i'm really exaggerating her character but she's like oh yes that lipstick looks very good on your skin tone oh, doesn't she yeah. and then oh she's like God, i yeah. couldn't pull it off <laughs> <laughs> and then and Janelle oh, Monet is just sitting what? there like, uh, okay. And like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's like you know, and th those kind of those kind of things in terms of like the the microaggressions that she uses is like, like fair enough. Like I'm sure those things, you know, those those things do happen. Those things absolutely. Absolutely. You were looking me in the eyes, honey. You yeah. know that that crap happens oh, to I, me a lot. Absolutely. But I just think. It, if it was me in that situation, I would because Janelle Monet, Eliz, um, sorry Veronica, is being is being really polite, mm. and in that situation, I would be like, okay, you asked me for my time. You're obviously being a bit of a bitch. Bye. But I think like as well like Veronica's dealing with it in a in a very professional way because she's like, oh, so aren't you calling me about my book? Like she does say she that. does say that yeah um you know and uh yeah i think she deals with it in, in a very appropriate way as, as a character as a business woman yeah. or whatever you want to call it but yeah but i think like it's just as as the film goes on and the different people that we're kind of introduced to as we go through it especially yeah. in this segment of the movie um yeah it's like they, they've 
like the the people that are evil are very obviously evil um <laughs> to the point where they're kind of like caricatures a little bit and that's mm. no discredit to the actors either no none at all one of none the, at all one of the biggest positives that i would grant this film i know we've been slating it for about half an hour so far <laughs> um one of the biggest positives that i would give this film and i think you'd agree mm. is that the acting in it is oh my God. like really good a million percent like i even well we'll get into it i guess i keep mm. saying we'll get into it but even the storyline is it's it's a new type of storyline yeah but it's also not a new type of storyline, if anybody knows what I mean. Well, I'll, I'll say it at the end. Let's let's go through the film a bit more. But yeah. um, after this, we're kind of introduced to Veronica's like posse, her girls, and we've got um, Dawn. I think it was yes, yeah. Dawn, who's played by Gabourey Sidibey, and we've also got Sarah, who's played by Lily Coles. Um, a, I don't know anything else that Lee Coles has been in. But old Gabby Sidibe is a big name. <laughs> Sorry, we're turning it back on. Yeah. Um, the film then turns into like, I don't know if people have seen, I was very hungover one day and I watched Girls Trip with Tiffany Haddish. Not my type of film at all. Um, or Bridesmaids. These like these kind of girls on tour like films yeah. it kind of turned into that a little bit and um dawn is meant to be the comic relief yeah um but she is oh gosh the way the character is she is made to be so unlikable mm -hmm. that it turns into a massive um stereotype she's a massive stereotype so picture this guys that at the she's at her friend's book signing or book tour or world tour whatever i heard it was i can't remember um that she's talking about the book on stage she comes off stage and then the friend is like yeah, yeah that was great like oh yes like we're gonna go out tonight da, 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 da. and then when veronica exits the scene dawn takes like steals loads of her books <laughs> and then steals like a few goodie bags which for me perpetuates the the stereotype that like black people are thieves like are, are gonna nick things so then I was like, do you really like her? Are you guys friends or are you jealous of her? Or because there was another scene at the start when you're introduced to um, Dawn when Veronica's doing some yoga. Yeah. And the transition is quite actually interesting because Veronica's upside down and you think that you're going to be seeing more. Yeah. More, more violence. Yeah. But it ends up that she's doing yoga, which is the transition to her waking up. And Dawn comes in. And she's just automatically like mean to the yoga teacher. Yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, she's like really rude. She's so rude. Very rude. And I'm just like... She's really rude to... Sorry to cut you off. No, no, go, she's, sorry. She's really rude to uh, one of the event organisers at the book signing as well. Yeah. Like really, really rude. I don't understand. I don't get... It's that... Um... Sorry, I know this is completely kind of off the wagon, but stick with mm. me. Like... In RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> I, I, you're definitely going off the, off the beaten track here. You'll, you'll, yes, you'll get I, what I, I mean. I, I, know, I kind of feel like I know where you're going. So when they do the challenges, when they're doing stand-up, they always say there's a really thin line between being funny and being mean. Mm. And for me, that's the complete like explanation to her character. It's like, yeah. is she meant to be like 
funny or just mean because if it's meant to be funny it's just missed the mark where she's sarky yeah and gone into just a whole another territory where she's just not a very nice character and for me i think when we wrap it up we're gonna do some comparisons to get out but i feel like she was meant to be the rod character yeah i totally you know? agree with you there um but obviously rod is funny and actually does bring comedy relief um yeah. well he's written better he's written so much better yeah but what happens they keep going when they go to like the restaurant and stuff um so yeah and again th this is like one of those parts where we we were pro it was like a proper kind of eye roll moment like mm. just like again it's it's uncomfortable um they they go into the restaurant uh, that uh, veronica booked earlier um and uh, they get seated by uh, either a, a waiter or a waitress, excuse me, or uh, the manager or something like that. Mm. And uh, they're sat by the kind of entrance to the kitchen where there's like plates and stuff like that. And um, uh, Dawn is like, she's just like, no, I'm not even going to go into why this table table isn't appropriate, but it's not. Like you're gonna see us somewhere else, and like immediately kind of goes into that they were sat, they were seated there, um, because there's um, like black people in the party that is is attending uh, that restaurant booking, mm. um, and that you know could well have been the case potentially. Uh, absolutely, um, of course. But then in another shot, uh, almost immediately after. You see them sat at a different table, which you know, uh, Dawn uh, says they they you know we're gonna sit over here. Well, kind she of demands thing. it, dude. Yeah, and um, <laughs> uh, which is a table for four as well when they're a table for three. But never mind. And uh, you can tell he used to work in a, re a restaurant, can't you? <laughs> yeah, you got to make use of the space. <laughs> oh god, uh, here we go. <laughs> and um, uh, and then there's another table with. Um, uh, with two black people sat at that's somewhere completely different in the restaurant. So mm. they weren't seated somewhere else. But you see, this is what I mean when I'm saying, what are you trying to say with this film? Because I feel like that was completely on purpose. Because well, that, that almost makes it like a hypocritical statement. Completely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I, I really do think that that was, that was a they showed them on purpose yeah you know like and it's almost like they they wanted again it's like you know that that type of scenario can absolutely happen of course it can of course yeah, it can absolutely um, yeah but the the difference is that like by way of demonstrating it and having like another shot which kind of derails the the argument that was going on in the beginning mm. it, it kind of invalidates the point that was being made and almost makes you feel like you, you kind of got you kind of left questioning was is that actually what's supposed to happen or well another thing as well is the character of dawn because she's so like rude about the seating in the restaurant mm. It kind of makes you think, and I'm not saying this at all, but I like to think of everything from every single angle I can. You'd kind of think, oh, she deserves it because she's not even nice anyway. Do you know what I mean? I mean so it wasn't until she piped up that they were moved. 
but I think also another way of looking at the scene was there was other spaces in the restaurant anyway so why were they all put at that table mm. and me and my mom have been to the rest to the restaurant not that restaurant but we've been to restaurants in general where there's been other seats and we've just been like oh can we just sit over there and they're like oh yeah cool um but not because we've been seated anywhere in particular we're just really picky people yeah um or like when we've when we went to Mill and carter like oh can we sit by the the window because it's a lovely scene like we'd like to see out by the river or whatever yeah um but it was the way that she was so rude about it exactly and that and that's that was going to be my next point is that like you know asking for a different table yeah or sort of saying i'm not comfortable sitting here mm. um is fine but she she uh her character put that across in a stereotypical fashion that's yes you know and that's that's where the problem occurs mm. it isn't it isn't asking mm. to be seated somewhere else that's the issue mm. it's it's demanding to be seated somewhere else and making doing that in a, an extremely kind of rude way like yeah. it's, it's almost kind of just being like oh you know so if you're if you're polite about it it won't happen you have to be like aggressively rude to get your way or and, something like that and here be the stereotype exactly right, ladies and gentlemen we've arrived at the stereotype <laughs> exactly like, and that is the issue like it's that angry black woman and i'm sorry like this killer track is me and alex baby it is what it is it that's what it was yeah and i was just like Jesus. After that, when they're sitting at the table, um, a gentleman, um, you see a gentleman in the background, and me and Alec was like, oh, it's it's <laughs> mustache man. Yeah, yeah. But you don't see the gentleman's face. Um, after and they're all talking about whatever they're talking about. Um, actually they're talking about Janelle Monet is talking about um the service that she's had in the hotel she's staying at has been below par and then the white friend says oh my service has been fine mm -hmm. and then um both women Veronica and Dawn look at each other like mm-hmm yeah and the valid yeah valid 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 I'm not like I said I've been there loads of times but the problem was the reason and as the viewer we know the reason that her room wasn't serviced was because um elizabeth, elizabeth our evil woman with yeah. a with a hole <laughs> like, like the female dick dastardly basically. exactly like, i think someone accent. called her like foghorn leghorn oh right? uh, yeah yeah it was like um yeah it was like they said that um jenna malone comes in and does her best impression of foghorn oh Leghorn, my god which is really funny the best bit was i see you peddling your ways that's yeah, my yeah. favorite bit i'm sorry <laughs> um so basically elizabeth goes breaks into veronica's room for for some reason i don't even know why steals her well, lipstick and then just messes up her papers and then the goes <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah oh, no. she just messes up her papers it's so weird but anyway then to to do the ultimate bad guy like the bad gal thing she takes the room thing and puts do not disturb do, do, yeah. do. <laughs> don't so, clean her room yeah it's like <laughs> what's the worst thing you can do <laughs> don't clean her room yeah mess up her room and not get it cleaned <laughs> i'm such a bitch yeah <laughs> Bad girl coming through. <laughs> oh my god, bad girls club. <laughs> um, so anyway, what happens is Janelle Monet is basically like, oh yeah, the service has been really bad, but, but but you know that her room hasn't been cleaned because old Victoria has put don't clean it. Anyway, so then Elizabeth. what? 
Oh, Elizabeth. So sorry, guys. Who's Victoria? Don't know. Oh, my God. Brand new character just introduced. Victoria enters the chat. <laughs> um, then what happens is a waiter comes over to Gabrae Sidibe and says, this gentleman has sent you this drink, yeah. right? And then... Um, they're like oh ooh, 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 type thing and she's like mm, yeah like looks unimpressed like mm -mm. and then the guy comes over and he's like uh he says something like oh i just had to send you a drink because you look so beautiful or something like that yeah, yeah, yeah. very nice oh my god very you don't see the, the dude's face yeah but what a nice thing to do right and then she's like, well, what is, what is this? Vodka and cranberry or whatever the drink is. And yeah. she's like, what you should have done is ask the waiter what I was drinking. Then you should have asked for a bottle of champagne for all the girls at the table. Yeah. And then you should... <laughs> and it, yeah, again, like... <laughs> And, and and we and we were like the the reason this is ha like the oh, no. reason this sort of back and forth is happening. Oh, no. well, it's not a back and forth actually. He doesn't ask, answer at he all. He doesn't say anything. Um, but the reason this is happening is because the guy that is coming over to sort of introduce himself is going to be uh, one of the the Mustache masters twirl. on the plantation in the other scene. He's yes. going to be introduced as another character. Um, but that isn't that isn't the case. Um, he's mm. just he's just a faceless person so yeah. the encounter uh was completely meaningless apart from to pad the film out for another five minutes and and, and make dawn look even more horrible than to make her look is. even more stereotypical that she can't be satisfied it was another microaggression within itself yeah. it was like this is another black woman that a white guy has gone out of his way to send her a drink and comes over to injured. It just smelt bad to me. And I was just like, okay, that's going to be mustache man. Because then not like this would be right, but it would make sense to then him wanting to be on the plantation because he's maybe got a black girl fetish or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah. It wouldn't be right. Mm. It wouldn't be right at all, but it would explain that bit of dialogue yeah it would give it some sort of it would context contextualize it in any way yeah but there was no there was no context to be found yeah it was just there for the crack it was another bit it was another kind of pad to her character just not being very nice yeah because also the character of dawn isn't really a big character that was kind of the end of her interaction or her bits in the film yeah except for the bit in the taxi but i was like it just it, it, why yeah. why <laughs> why are you doing this <laughs> sorry <laughs> why alec <laughs> yeah good so with this one yeah. to move into the next sort of segment that this film uh, from here on out starts to go into these kind of twists and turns that start wrapping up like what's uh, kind of happening and yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. and, and what, what we are going to do and choose to do here is we're going to uh, not disclose any more of the film no um there is a twist at the end. Yeah. And we don't want to tell you what that twist is. Yeah. We guess the twist. Yeah. But we don't, yeah, we don't want to tell you what it is. Um, 
So we're going to wrap up by kind of showing our thoughts and feelings on it. Yeah. We're going to mm. talk about the film Gosh. overall in terms of our thoughts and feelings. Strap in, human! <laughs> and um, we're going to cover off kind of like our general takeaways um, and some of our comparisons and we'll uh, we'll wrap up from there, really. Do you want to go first? Give us some of your thoughts and feelings for the movie overall. Yeah, we both had... Um we both drew similarities like we both had the, the get out similarity obviously um but also it's basically if you've seen the i call it the village but <laughs> <laughs> the village starring m not starring m not shadow man uh, <laughs> it's like shadow man m not shadow man because it sounds scarier yeah. um so if you've seen the village um by m night shadow man it's basically that, mm. but with slavery. That's basically what it is. Um, I haven't seen The Village for a while. Yeah. It was like one of the old school films I've seen. I've seen it a few times, but I haven't seen it for a while. And it's. I was like, oh, this this is like The Village. Did it the same way yeah, watching it. And I haven't thought of that, because that film is not very good. I haven't thought <laughs> of that film for years. Mm. Um, and then you drew the comparison to Hostel. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I don't really see a comparison with Hostel. And then the more you explained it, yeah. I was like, no, you're actually you're actually right. It's Shadow Man and Mr. Roth, you know, that made Hostel one. It's basically them being like, hey, hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, maybe not. But you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think one of the things that you said whilst we were watching the film kind of says it best about around the way that it's written and and then presented yeah in the end yeah. um to give like an overall view of the film i absolutely agree with what you said which was that and we've said this about films in the past as well i'm not sure if we've said it on killer track but we have said it in the past about other films mm. is that it sounds like the kind of thing where the 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 writers were sat around a table uh, yeah, or, this, or yeah. they were like having a drink and they were like oh I'll tell you what like this would be a really good idea for a film mm. and they had like this idea about someone that um ends up you know kind of like on a plantation kind of thing they need to get out and that that's like you know, again, in the trailers, they're kind of glitching in as well. More, oh. We'll come to that as well. Um, mm. But, uh, you know, she needs to get out kind of thing. And, um, again, what, what does it say in the plot that makes no relevance to oh, the film? Oh, my word. Um, she needs to confront her past, present and future before it's too late. What, um, what are you talking about? And what? Yeah, again, you know giving that impression that she's like traversing backwards and forwards through time and glitching in and out and stuff like that and uh yeah it um it, so that's kind of like this you know like oh what an idea uh and it doesn't play out like that at all no there's like this like that beginning kind of 40 minute pad of just brutal violence um like slavery depictions and things like that that um mm. again you know, you like like I said earlier, you get five to ten minutes in and you're like, okay, we get it. And then it just carries on 
pummeling you for another like 30 minutes. But the thing is, we all get it. Yeah. We all get it. It is completely unnecessary to show such violent and gross depictions of slavery for such a long amount of time. Mm. 40 minutes is a long time. And it's just completely, it's just, it's not, it's not required. We all know what happened. And what we don't want to see as a black audience is that being regurgitated every single time. Like, oh my gosh, Um, we're sick of it and we're tired. Mm. I don't want to keep seeing it Um, as well. Because I was, well, we were talking about Django and the difference between the depictions in something like Django and Antebellum is that what the film's called? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, what's Antebello? The the difference in the films is Django is a revenge film. Yeah. So you know that Django is gonna get his revenge, and that's what it you've you've got that in the back of your mind that I can't wait for Django to get his revenge on these people. Because yeah. you know that's the bones of the film. In Antebellum, that whole 40 minutes, because I'm gonna keep going back to that 40 minutes at the start, was just, there was no end in sight. And I know they probably wanted to draw some realistic parallels to the historical, you know, history of slavery or whatever, but Mm. why, why? What what are we getting, like what are, what is the black audience getting out of that? Mm. I got nothing out of it. It was just, it made me really, really upset. And um, I think for the audience in general, what you're getting out of it. Absolutely. No, you're you're Mm. right. Just in general, what is the payoff? Yeah. Like, I don't get it. It it classifies itself as a horror and a thriller film, which it's not. Mm. And I think the only reasons that it's been categorised as that is because of the depictions at the start. But what (laughs) i really think um it's been categorized as a horror and a thriller to as a marketing ploy unfortunately that was one of our biggest bags wasn't it one of our biggest kind of like gripes um it it was that uh again like this was post film Mm. um we kind of like spent a little bit more time like you showed me like the trailers and you were like And you were like, this is why one of the biggest reasons, well, not biggest, but a big reason as to why it's like really frustrating um, is the, these kind of like almost kind of false representations of the film. Like, you know, in, in the trailer, as I spoke about earlier, there's like mm. glitching in and out and she like glitches into the cotton fields. Yeah. That doesn't happen in the movie you also why see why are you advertising something that doesn't happen yeah it's weird it's weird it's really you, disingenuous you also see planes glitching in and out yeah. which which suggests it's something paranormal you yeah. also see like there's there's a section where there's a girl and she's at the bottom yeah. of a corridor and um it's like do 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 type thing and they make a big ham out of that. In reality, what happens is um Janelle Monet goes into a lift, creeper girl gets in and, and says something creepy. I can't remember what yeah, she says. She is quite creepy to be fair. And but it's like, <laughs> what? And then she gets out the lift, the girl is standing at the end of the at the end of the corridor, and then she just shuts the door on her and then that's it. Like yeah. so I Mm, it's. <laughs> mm. I think it, it's just very bizarre. I, yeah, even 
the poster, like with the the butterfly mm-hmm. over the mouth mm-hmm. of our main protagonist. I don't really. The only the importance of the butterfly is um, one of the slaves commits suicide. Yeah, and she has a butterfly tattoo. And Veronica on the poster also has like a butterfly over her mouth. And then also Veronica, her book has a butterfly on the front of it. Yeah. And I think we were talking about that. And then I was like, well, that's to me meant to symbolize freedom or, you know. Yeah. And that's a really fair, like, conclusion to draw. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's what I think they were getting Definitely. at. Yeah. No, I totally get that. Mm. Um, in comparison to a film, because we were talking about the comparisons between this film and get out yeah um do you want to go first yeah i mean i think i think one of the things that i i was feeling when we watched this film antebellum and comparing it against something like get out yes was that the i don't know in it's it's kind of like in the depictions of the microaggressions uh and, and kind of like the, the present day racism uh, that people of colour face. Um, the way that it was done in Get Out was more of a surprise and also more subtle to me because, like I said, again, like I said earlier, in Antebellum, almost, almost every white character that had a face, i.e. wasn't like an extra, mm. um was in some way kind of like racist out to get you they're gonna get you yeah and and in get out that wasn't the case there would be uh you know like or 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 it's kind of like more subtle in get out because um in get out again it's like a bit of a spoiler alert here but in get out you know with um the main character and his Chris, Chris, thank you, and his girlfriend, like she's like protecting him in the beginning, and then it turns out that she's like, you know, the baddie sort of Mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But like that, that ends up being like a massive shock. Yes. Yeah. Um, Whereas in Antebellum, every time there's a, uh, like a a microaggression um, delivered in the script, uh, especially by old Foghorn Leghorn, um, it's done in such like of a kind of like a caricature way that it doesn't hit the same. Uh, yeah, I'd somewhat agree. I don't think the microaggressions in Get Out was subtle. As somebody, I suppose that I think we were talking about this yesterday, yeah. and it felt like Jordan Peele was like, "Ah, yeah, you yeah, get yeah. what I mean. You've had that shit happening to you," and it was subtle enough that you would perhaps think it was subtle. But yeah, yeah. I've told you about stuff that I've experienced, so you'd identify it. But for me, I was like, "Oh God, here we go!" Like, "Oh God," and it stuck out for me personally. Mm-hmm. Um, but. The incredible thing about Jordan Peele is that he was able to write it in that way, that the dialogue hit different for every single person that was watching the film. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Right. That's the. That's why I wouldn't. You know, I, I wouldn't um, be lying if I said I think that Jordan Peele is a genius. Honestly, yeah. I think he's so sick because he can deliver um, a film like Get Out that 
has comedy hits in it yeah. that actually does take away from the more like harder hitting subjects that that film faces incredibly well. Very well, yeah. And you also come out with a learning and there's a moral and you know the journey of Chris and the Omitages. Is it the Omitages or the Omitages or whatever? Omitages, yeah. The journey of them has a beginning, middle and end and a payoff and also a lesson yeah. And a, a warning as well, if you like. Yeah. But with this, like we said, we're not going to say the ending. But when the ending happened, I was like, okay. Because then our Foghorn Leghorn says a feminist statement as well. Yeah. So I was like, um, are we just hitting everything at the wall while we can and hoping that sticks? Or what? why are you doing this? What is the reason? Yeah, I think my critique on on kind of the subtlety yeah. of it was more around in Get Out, when, when something like that happened, it was like a really uncomfortable moment. When it happens in Antebellum, I was almost like, uh, I think like the film almost like got you prepared for it. Like you're mm. you're waiting for every character to do something like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think yeah. that like that's kind of what I meant. Is like, you know, there was a subtlety in in Get Out where it happened and you almost like, or at least I wasn't mm. expecting it to happen. Whereas, um, in Antebellum, you're kind of like, oh, here's the next person that's going to insult someone. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I get that. I think it was done in a way like don't trust anybody in Get Out, but it wasn't force-fed. Yeah. And I think from when, if you kind of cast your mind back to when Get Out hit the cinemas, they're like, oh, there's this massive twist and you won't see it coming. I didn't see the twist coming. I didn't see that it was going to be lastly involved with the armitages or whatever no like i did not see that at all this i completely saw um in antebellum i just i just feel like it was a a really disingenuous clutch at kind of profiting off slavery yeah i think sorry yeah. um and also the depictions at the oh, like i said i'm gonna keep talking about the start i just think it was like this is how bad slavery was we know yeah like i think I was saying, sorry, I think I was saying to you before, um, this is why people were so hyped about Black Panther. Like, mm. I'm not saying Black Panther was a good or a bad movie. Personally, I think it's freaking sick. But a lot of people didn't really like it. And, um, but black people were hyping it so much because it was a film that had a majority black cast maybe yeah. like 95% black cast. It wasn't to do with drugs. It wasn't to do with um, slavery. It wasn't violent yeah. when it was to do with skin colour. It was nothing to do with that. Yeah. And it, people were celebrating, we've got a black superhero. It was nothing really to do with the film. It was what the film represented. Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of people didn't really grasp why people were hyping up so much. In South Park, there was even like, you can't say Black Panther's bad if you're black. But it's like, it's not about the film, it's about the representation and the meaning behind the film. Mm -hmm. But this film, Antebellum, I just feel like it puts us back quite far. Because mm. it's like, again, let's use slavery and the, the black gaze to... 
too, yeah. I don't know. It's just it's just really horrible. Because as well, on a personal note, I don't watch films like this. Mm. And you know I don't. Yeah. I rang my dad today and I told him about Antebellum. He was like, you watched that? I was like, yeah. Tuh. I didn't know it was going to be that bad. I stay away from films like this because it actually upsets me. Mm. So to sit through something like that for so long and not get a payoff at the end was kind of kind of annoying for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's totally fair. That's totally fair. Yeah. I, I think yeah, I mean I don't know. Mm. Like at, at the end at the end of everything at the end of the film my kind of gut feeling was that the film runs for an hour and 45 I think that's like yeah yeah that's yeah. it and um, a good half an hour of it in the beginning didn't need to be there no at all um, and yeah it just felt like a lot of it was padded mm. and I guess going back to a, you know again I keep referencing things that we said earlier but it kind of makes sense all wrapped up is it felt like an idea yeah. that, that was had um, and it was kind of very quickly kind of written out and bashed out uh, and this is what we got in the end. I think that if it had uh, some writers with better skill, it, mm. could, it could have worked differently. Um, and, and, and the... And one of the biggest kick, kick in the teeth moments for me as well is the fact, again, post viewing after we looked at the marketing in the trailers and stuff like that, yeah. is that it was marketed as a horror thriller film yeah. with all these like glitches and like current kind of like paranormal aspects. Uh, and, yeah, or like mm. suggestions of kind of like paranormal activity kind of stuff. And not not to reference the film, just paranormal stuff. Yeah, there was um, some some sort of malarkey with it. Was, it was suggesting yeah. that it was some sort of glitch or um, like Wonder Vision esque type thing. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, I mean, yeah, even kind of, yeah, yeah, totally. To what, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was like one of those things where it just didn't it didn't work out like that in the film. I don't know if that's what they were planning and they didn't get there or if they just wanted to use that marketing as a ploy to get horror fans, you know, watching it. Um, mm. But it, it that becomes a bit insulting. Um, and also they used, um, they also said from the producer of oh Get Out and God. Us, that, and I'm it was sorry. one of nine, oh. and it wasn't Jordan Peele, like, oh. which is massively important mm. because it, he wasn't the producer he was a, a producer produ that is really bad because when you think of get out and us as yeah. a producer you think jordan peele not sean or whatever his name is like i can't remember <laughs> like i can't remember his full name sean four men from the left yeah 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 i even googling when we were doing our research if i put in antebellum it came up antebellum jordan peele so oh, really? yeah so people would because if I saw the poster which I hadn't before yeah. we watched the film and it said from the producer of Get Out and Us I'd be like oh this is Jordan Peele's stink on it I didn't know he had his stink on it mm. but it's it's really really um, 
misleading. Yeah. And if you kind of pair that together, so we've got the misleading producer, we've got the misleading body of the film, and then we've also got them using black bodies and black violence as padding. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, mate. It's 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 a no from me. <laughs> um, I do agree with you somewhat that the overall, um, the the kind of like interwoven modern modern day and slavery is kind of kind of interesting to me yeah but you they didn't the dude they didn't really need to go into like the deepness of it because we all bloody know well, they, and we don't want to see it and i know i keep saying that it. but well they didn't need to do it for that long no nope. you know um i think that's one of the things and i guess the things that i would give this film credit for yeah the, the things that I, I you know, want to want to get some positives out of this, you know, if I can. Um, <laughs> Not from me, buddy. Um, just is, joking, just joking. Yeah, is, and, and we said it already, but mm. the acting was exceptional throughout. I didn't, you know, e even with Fog On, Leg On, I think that, and you said it really, like, I think you put it best. That mm. was direction. She was given that as direction more yeah. than likely. Yeah. Um, that that was one of the one of the high points for me, and the uh, the other thing that I did enjoy, um, only for its kind of uh, for its kind of like um, kind of gimmickal gimmicky value in other <laughs> films, is that at one point they try and uh, you know get help using a mobile phone, uh, and uh, it works. Like the the mobile phone has a bit of reception, and um, you know it it doesn't run out of battery. You know it's it's one of those things where it's like okay, this actually worked for a change. Like wow, like I, I like that they didn't just ride into, you know the the phone gets smashed or mm. or whatever. Like I I I did like that. I have to be honest. I think for me, yeah, fair point. Um, I think for me, completely on board with you, we are sailing down. The acting was awesome. Yeah. It was so good that it actually made me kind of sick to watch it, yeah. which is a good thing because that's the um, intended feeling, yeah. right? So I felt it um, due to like Janelle Monet's acting. Yeah. And also the... Um, the dude that we mentioned that lost his wife. Yeah. So good. Really, really, really painful, but great, great acting. Um, I also, yeah, they, there wasn't much warmth for me from the characters in terms of like development. Yeah. Um, everyone was kind of like just a side character. Yeah, you barely got to know anybody. No. Um, but I feel like this would make a great short for the twilight zone or mm. something like that yeah. like uh, where we have to like kind of chop away the freaking like buffing and yeah. it's just literally dush 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 beginning middle end done all done in like half an hour i think that would be really really interesting jordan peele get on it for like a modern day well he does the modern day twilight zone anyway yeah. but that it would work for that for me i yeah. think a hour and 45 minute film um, just didn't really hit for me. Um, it wasn't necessary. It wasn't necessary, but the 
idea was intriguing, but they just didn't need to go that hard. Yeah. Because it really went into like a torture porn. Um, I agree. I agree. Thing for me. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's our conclusion, isn't it, really? Is yeah. Good acting. Fabulous acting, yeah. Um, Intriguing storyline. Yeah. Cringe characters yeah. in some places. Um, intriguing storyline story mm. written pretty poorly and noticeable padding and yeah. just um, I think in this kind of new day and age that we're all kind of like crossing our fingers for I just think that film is incredibly damaging to be honest it definitely can be yeah. like or it can be seen as damaging mm. I don't think it's great um, it'll be really interesting to see what um, write-ups it gets when it hits the UK yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see what other people think. Oh, sorry, there is one bit that was quite cool. Yeah. Um, the end scene. I was just like, there was this one bit. Oh, that was so, right. No, something was good, honestly. <laughs> um, the end, the cinematography from the last part. I won't say what it is. Alec knows what I what I'm meaning. Mm-hmm. What I'm meaning? That's not properly. What? That's not <laughs> English. Oh, the end. Sorry, my, my chops are dry. Um, there's an end scene and it's like quite a it's it's meant to be quite like a cinematic bit I thought that was quite pretty yeah that was shot well it was shot well it was quite pretty yeah Um, then after that there's another bit where the oh I can't say because I don't want to wreck it but I was just like what like why is that happening yeah you you are right actually a lot of the cinematography is quite good as well there's a bit where um the, the dude that we're talking about who is like the kind of like main the other main slave who loses his wife um he's told to clean out the outhouse where they've burnt the body of the um wife and he finds the wife's necklace and then he comes to the realization that he's actually been told by the masters to sweep the her ashes up so he has a really emotional obviously moment but what happens is the camera pans from out the outhouse which is all black and you see like a summer's day behind him and i thought that was again quite a striking image it was quite not pretty but it was Mm. it was it was pretty yeah you know i thought that juxtaposition juxtaposition between the dark and the light looked really striking um there are some little pockets of of positivity in there um, but not a lot to be able to grab from, I think, is our overall conclusion. Basically, ever since I've seen this film, I can't stop itching. But just to say, obviously, this is our opinion, and me and Alec are both looking at this film from a completely different gaze. Um, but yeah. this this is what we think. This is what we think. We want you to go out and watch the film. Are UK humans when it hits on the 1st of April? Or... US, it's already out for you guys now. Elsewhere, I'm not too sure. But thank you so much to Lionsgate and to Sonia for yeah. allowing us to see this film early with our UK eyeballs. Yeah. And, you know, with with regards to our opinion on the film, it is just that. It is our opinion. Yep. Um, if you want to go away and have a look at the film, go away and have a look at Please the film. Please do. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's uh, what we thought. Yeah, completely. But 
that is what we think. And if you'd like to, we've got loads of other episodes for you guys to look at. We've got Chucky versus Chucky. We've got Psycho versus Psycho. We've got loads. We've also got music episodes as well. So what we'd like you guys to do is if you are in a band or you're a musician or anything of the lark, or you've got one of those fish things, remember at school and you'd be like, quit, 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 quit. Do you remember that? No. No. With the sticks and it'd be like. Oh, right, that, right, like, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the frog. Frog. It was a frog, wasn't it? It's a fish. Oh. Well, in my school is fish. No, we had a frog. Oh, ooh. Mm-hmm. let's Google them in a minute. But um, <laughs> if you do anything to do with music or anything you'd like us to play your music, please get in contact with us over on Instagram. We are killer.track. We'd love to play your tunes on our show. And we also are doing something called Killer Chats. Yeah, so we are starting back with our music stuff. We are not just premiering uh, people's music, like unsigned artists, but we also want to talk to artists, producers, engineers, whoever. Creative people in general. Yeah, about what you're doing, how you got into it, um, you know, if you've got like an album to talk about or whatever, we want to talk to you about it. So Killer Chats is coming to you soon. Oh, yeah. We've already had one with I Am A Fear. Yeah. And yeah, the next one, across music, horror, anything. We just want to talk to you. Yeah. Um, But thank you so much for listening. If you did tune in to listen to our gauntlet, it will be back after next week. So do stay tuned for that and follow us on Instagram. But thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye.